clearly. Uh, are, you, are you making any money? No, not really. <laughs> that's the whole problem that's, about that's, this. That's, that's, a, that's a separate issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking shambles in the financial situation at the moment. I haven't done my tax return for the last two years. <laughs> Probably should get onto that. And that's the start of the pod. <laughs> I'm getting countersued on this fucking VCAT case I'm taking. Holy to, uh, shit. Yeah. All right. The ESP boys, unfortunately, had to take another week off last week. Or did we? Because we're not getting that many listens at the moment. Uh, make sure you follow <laughs> the page. I don't know if we're, the marketing team isn't doing a good job. Those seven listens, it, it hurts the soul when us three are three of the seven. But we're back anyway to give... <laughs> seven the other to the power <laughs> of 70, you mean? Just, we're, 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 uh, the numbers are struggling, but you know we keep plugging away because because uh, that's what the ESP boys do. It's been a massive couple of weeks. We've had the Brownlow. Cam Smith has won an LRV tour event and a cool four million US dollars. The Cats win. The Pies lose. Federer retires. So does Aaron Finch. Giselle is trying to leave. Tom Brady. Local footy last weekend was an absolute mess, and the Las Vegas Aces win the WNBA championship. Boys, how are you going? Just end it there again. That's pod over. Are we even going to talk about everything there? No. <laughs> no, we definitely, <laughs> we definitely didn't the other week anyway. I'm just sort of giving a recap of what we've missed. But obviously in our sphere, big thing that uh, happened over the weekend was the preliminary finals of the AFL. One game was an absolute snoozer. The other game... Looked like it was heading that way and ended up being an absolute cracking finish with the Pies storming home late and the Swans just getting over the line. Uh, did we uh, catch both games, fellas? Only the singular, mate. Um, there in the flesh again, you know, just just like I do. I rock up in, in September and I've been to every finals game. So, And the grand finals no different. I'll be there with all the bells and whistles on. Um, live Listen, updates, ab- perhaps. Absolute like... bandwagoner. An absolute bandwagoner. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the Cats my whole life, but I just start taking over the driving of the, the wagon uh, come finals time. <laughs> but um, it was a pretty boring game, to be honest. I mean, maybe I was a bit, bit spoiled by the Cats-Collingwood uh, game where nearly went, went into cardiac arrest. But then that game, we kicked the first couple of goals and never really looked like losing from there They'd, and didn't really challenge us. Um, you know, yeah. even... Thought we could have put them away earlier if um, Tomahawk um, remembered how to kick straight. Um, but yeah, not really much else to report on from that game. Um, just got through it unscathed, no real injuries. Yeah, ready to go. Holmes, Holmes the only one I think, but he sounds like maybe he's going to be okay. Yeah, okay. I haven't, I haven't seen too much on that actually, but um, we're cruising, mate. Cameron's firing, Rowan's playing well. Um, all the you know Tom Stewart's fucking. Doing horizontal smothers, um, you know, that's all you need. Fucking Rowan gets, well, yeah, and he literally went statless in the first quarter and the game was over. And now he's playing well. Give me a fucking spell. <laughs> uh, no, it was a good weekend of, of footy. I still love the prelim. It was good not to be right down to the fucking wire like every other prelim we seem to be in. I also went to the game, hit up Kitty for a beer afterwards. He came out and proceeded to drink water. 
Um, yeah, I'm off still on the self-imposed band. That Europe trip must have really got to him. I, I tell you, his skin is starting to glisten, though. He's clearly look, finally got himself hydrated. Yeah, look, I, I'm back, boys. I'm, I'm not. I, you probably won't see me drink ever again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Swans fucking great win. They had it in the bag. Um, but yeah, Collingwood's come back. An amazing season from them. I've just absolutely loved watching every game they've played. And, yeah, look, this weekend's going to be huge. Uh, Error-defining for the Cats. Um, pressure possibly on to Chris Scott, maybe. Dangerfield. Um, people haven't really um, wanted to give him his props until he wins one, including Kitty and myself. We've been absolutely <laughs> roasting the man and came out with best on. So that was good to see. The odds for this weekend, Cats are $1.51 on Sportsbet and Swans are $2.56. So I think that's way too favoured towards the Cats. I think it'd be a way closer game than that. Um, Swans no, I'd, just pressure I'd, I'd get on that. Them. That's easy money. That's easy money. Whatever whatever you've got in the bank account, chuck it on the Catters. It's already done. It's home. All right. I'll do that then. It's not much. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel yeah. like we've sort of, we've briefly uh, brushed over the fact that the Pies nearly kicked six goals in like the last 18 minutes to just absolutely pinch a grand final berth. That was, uh, I didn't watch any of the game. I was out uh, watching one of our mates playing a literal mud pit. So I got back and pretty much they were up by 35. And she's, I think they kicked five goals. Yeah, five goals, four, and just nearly nearly pipped it at the end. It was absolute scenes. It was probably even like four goals in six minutes type. At the end, yeah. Set up as well. It was, um, yeah, a comeback of all sorts and just visions, nightmares of Nick Davis in that last dying seconds, but um, no, Pies couldn't do it. So, yep, we move into this week, and, yeah, the Cats have got to put them away. Best opportunity in years and years and years. Oh, if we don't win this weekend, then, I mean, you won't hear from me for a couple of months. Um, I'll be going underground because uh, I've been just, <laughs> especially at the office, I've been spruiking the shit out of the Cats. I'll never hear the end of it if we lose. Um, <laughs> but that's the way it is in sports. But, um, you know, I just hope Buddy doesn't kick five on us and um, – you know, vanquish us like he used to do. Like we said, Geelong really just has to win this. Otherwise, it is it not career defining for Scott, but he'll he'll forever be tarnished by this one. He's already pretty tarnished with his final record. But to you know, to be favourites and to have such a strong team that we have, fuck, we'll be disappointed if we lose. Yeah, I think it's uh, one that's been coming. You're always just you know on the precipice of of flags, you lot. So. It'd be good for, for Selwood to get one as captain. Um, that'd be his fourth, I guess, Hawkins' fourth as well. It'd be Jeremy Cameron's. Um, he's lost one. Um, so it'd be good for him to get one. And obviously Dangerfield, I think, is is the main one. But it's just when you look down your list and who's been like the best players of your um, finals games, it's just like so bizarre how far your young blokes have come. Even mm. that Brisbane game, I know it was a bit of a... Uh, an absolute bath in the end. But looking at the top disposal getters at the end of the game, it was obviously Dangerfield up top. Then it was like close fucking Collar Jasney, um, mm. Zach Guthrie, not Cameron, mm. Zach. And Mate, just like all these players, and, like far, and Zach Guthrie's had like a, he's had a fucking year. Um, just players like this have just come through. Um, who's the tall blonde-headed bloke that's like... The Koning, mate. He's the, yeah, he's like the he's man. like one of the best backmen in the league. Like, where the fuck's he come from? But I guess that's what it season. takes to, to win. Yeah. Well, is it? There you go. Yeah. 
Um, I guess this is what it takes to win, though, because I think we've got well, you've got a similar situation over at the Swans where some of their best players at the moment are like, you know, probably on less than 100k. You know, like Paddy McCartan will be getting paid like 60 grand or something. You know, like it was just like a throwaway, not a throwaway. It's probably a bit harsh, but you know, like here's here's a here's a third chance um, for an AFL career. He's like a, a genuinely good centre back. Um, and just things like that, you know. So you see what how it happens with some of these good squads. I think it's probably the two best teams of the year playing in the finals. So, so good luck to them. Yeah, even guys like Atkins for us. I mean, he's kind of come out of nowhere really this year. Um, is it Atkins I'm thinking of, Vinny? Um, yeah, he's had a great yeah. year. He's, you know, didn't really hear about him much before this. Was, was You know, I'm, so, I'm showing my bandwagon supporting, but I think he's late 20s and... Um, hasn't really done much prior to this season. Um, so good to have some people coming through. And it's just the Geelong footy factory, mate. We just churn them out. And, you know, people love to say we're old, but we'll we'll be there. We'll still kick, uh, even after Selwood and, Haw- and Hawkins are gone. I saw that um, club legend Sean Higgins has announced his retirement. Uh, he did. A little bit premature. I was expecting him to get the call up this week. Um <laughs> But uh, no, he's he's called it. He's he's done that. I'm breaking up with you first before yeah, you. Yeah, the old don't jump pick in me. first. Yeah, mm. the, the old classic. I'm not getting picked for the granny, so put call the retirement trick. But he was solid for. Oh no, he wasn't solid, but he was serviceable for us. I mean, twilight of his career. Not as good as Isaac Smith uh, has been, but um, got all the best to him in whatever he's doing. Yeah, I think Higo will be be just fine, mate. Um, pretty good career in the end. Two sixty games. Jesus. But, uh, yeah, it was never going to get a gig, was he? Not a chance. No, nah, was well past it. Should have retired last year. Mm. So the big dance this Saturday on the long run-up too because it's a Thursday and Friday uh, public holidays in Victoria this week. So I think there'll be a few sore heads absolutely limping into the Saturday uh, to try to get to 2.30 to watch the game. But I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Always love a good, uh, good granny day. We'll be in country Victoria on the lads' golf trip, so I'm uh, I'm very excited. We'll be together for a couple of days before Kitty goes off and bees an absolute toff. Well, it might be a late pullout. I might pull a Michael Walter and um, leave it him too long, but um, <laughs> no, <laughs> a late pullout. Um, yeah, no, it might be a late pullout. Uh, you know, of the whole golf trip. Oh, more on that later for the boys. I might might talk about it offline, but um. But, yeah, obviously I said I'm going to the game. Um, first grand final ever. Just got upgraded to full membership on the MCC. Got in the ballot. Got my got my tickets. About a quarter of the way up on level four, which is not too bad on the wing. Um, you know, get to Ooh, get to oversee fine. everything. So That's fine. Looking forward to it. I might get down there early. Um, who's the who's the entertainment? Have we got Meatloaf or who, who have we got? Um, <laughs> no, nah, you got, uh, got G-Flip. G-Flip? Temp- oh, temper right. Trap? Temper Trap as well. G-Flip. Temper trap. Yeah. Tell you what, guns in harmony. Kitty's gone into this pod this week and just like, just reclining back, like, oh, I'm going to talk about the cats for 30 minutes, just sprout, <laughs> sprout my status in in society and just yeah. rub it into the boys right now. Oh, you'll get there one day, boys. Ah, to be level four on the wing, Jesus. That's uh, <laughs> no, that's that's <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. Uh, uh, row, row a... XX. Fuck, <laughs> like, I was row like. It was fucking bullshit. Let me complain about this, MCC, if you're listening, obviously. Um, <laughs> fucking, I get on with 9.05 for the preliminary final. Fucking get tickets in bloody row JJ level four. I was like five fucking rows from the fucking top. Oh, you can't tell me that there's 
all those seats sold out prior. They must be selling them in some weird method, like from left to right or something, because nah, nah, I'm not, I'm not five minutes in. You're not, you're not having that. That many people wanted tickets to the prelim. Well, they wanted tickets, but I was in the waiting list before they even opened, and then mm. I got let in like five minutes after. I mean, potentially they could have sold that many, but freaking hell. You've only like, just become a full member, mate. I think, I think you, they might have just put you back in your place just a little bit, you know? No, no, no. They don't scale like that for the prelim. <laughs> uh, all right, well, you'll be at the game. Hopefully we get some uh, some live reaction uh, videos and audio from you, Cat. We'll be uh, we'll be waiting. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see that as well. And hopefully the Cats get, get up for the boys. Mm. Elsewhere in Sporting News this week, a, uh, a big... Not a bombshell. I guess it's probably been coming um, in the tennis world. Roger Federer, one of the goats of the game, uh, in probably sports in general, has decided to uh, to hang up the racket. He's retired, 41 years old. He hasn't really been on the scene for well, pretty much all year. Uh, very injured as of late, but leaves the game with one of the more decorated legacies and uh, firmly placed as probably the greatest tennis player to ever watch do it. Well, I've actually come come prepared to this uh, pod to argue against that, actually, and it pains mm. me to do so because I loved watching Federer the most. I don't like Djokovic. Um, Nadal is third, but I think, unfortunately, Djokovic is the number one. And obviously, it's it's always hard to rank these things because they've played sort of slightly different times, so... Federer started in uh, 1998 and Djokovic started in 2003. So Federer kind of cleaned up early and then tail end of his career, he kind of hasn't got many chips because of the likes of Nadal and Djokovic. But just nailing it down. So I looked at the head-to-head, which I think is the the true uh, look at this, not just the Grand Slam because him, Nadal and Djokovic all got bulk Grand Slams. Anyway, from 2006 to 2010, so that's the first four years that they played each other, the Mm. record was 13 to 8, Federer's way. So, I don't know, read that how you will, but that's not not pure dominance in when Federer's pretty much in his prime and Djokovic is just starting out his career. So, Djokovic didn't make it to number one until 2011, so... This is prior to Djokovic prime. He's 13 to 8 against Federer. Mm. Thoughts? Then, then what is he after that? Did you delve in that far? So from 2011 to 2016, he went 21 and 10 against Federer. Against Federer? Yeah, so he started dominating him. Yeah, post- look, I mean, you can't really call Federer the GOAT, to be honest. I mean, you can, Walt, Walt called him the GOAT to watch of all time because of how mm. nice he plays. And, you know, he's obviously well loved and, you know, he's got the least amount of haters, I think, out of the big three. Because um, Nadal's been getting on people's nerves lately too with all these bloody superstitions and, you know, um, complaining and, that you know, faking injuries or whatever he does. Mm. Um, so he's probably the most well-liked of all the tennis players. But, yeah, I, I probably have to agree. Djokovic has probably got the better record in terms of um, head-to-head, obviously, he's going to he's gonna have more Grand Slams. Um, it's just a matter of who has more out of Nadal and uh, Djokovic now. So, obviously, fantastic career from Federer. And, um, you know, like Walter said, it was kind of – it was n- not unsurprising that uh, he's he's gone. But, um, 
But yeah, Djokovic has probably got the wood over him. Yes, I did choose my words carefully there and said, you know, probably the best to watch. Um, if we're, as as with anything, as soon as someone retires, we have to compare them to someone else white. Um, so <laughs> uh, um, it was pretty much the, the first thing that happened. It was like Roger Federer retires. Everyone's like, oh, I think Djokovic is better anyway. So how about he just shuts the fuck up? It's <laughs> like, come on, well, let's give him, let's give him like at least a couple of minutes. Um, but if we are going to go into the, uh, the goat debate of tennis, Djokovic probably has yeah a little bit of a leg up. Um, it's just kind of like ruthless, boring tennis though. Um, same with Nadal, like just, just baseline. We'll just hit you to death, but just go to any highlights package of Roger Federer and you see the fluent serve. He's coming to the net and he hits you with drop shots. Um, he doesn't even hit the ball that hard. He just finds unbelievable angles. And then when you go to like, you know, Djokovic and Nadal it's just like yeah I can hit this back in deep for days on end and it's just not as not as pretty so I think Ferrer could still claim goat status uh if you will when you start putting in other parameters when you look at game style what he did for the game in general yeah, no, no one has ever made people want to play the game more than Roger Federer so if that's his uh that's his defining legacy then you know that's uh he's the man but on pure Pure stat dog stuff. You want to go through the numbers? Yeah. It, you, you, can ne- you can nearly lay, lay claim that he's third out of the big three. Um, but I don't know. Fuck, so, that is, that's a pretty comprehensive case there. That is, I'm just going to say right there, that's some of the finest potting we've done. Just a roundtable discussion. That's nice. <laughs> just just a little bit of uh, bit of analysis. I don't even have anything in front of me. All I've got in front of me is that Giselle wants to leave Tom Brady. But yet, you know, I just what, know my tennis shit. What's the Giselle story all about? Oh, well, she's uh, decided that she thinks that Tom Brady's being selfish for playing all these extra years in the NFL when he should be at home. But, you know, sometimes what happens in these relationships is they don't understand striving for greatness. You know, that's what I deal with at home. You know, there's there's no doubt that I should probably, you know, maybe fix up the, dish, <laughs> fix up the dishes right now or, you know, go watch a TV show and make sure the family life is all good. But I strive for greatness. I believe this podcast is going to be the biggest podcast in the world. And so I have to get after it. And that's just the way it is. And, you know, <laughs> occasionally people have to fall in line and, you know, let people go for what they believe in. you got to be selfish to make it all the way to the top. That's it. And that's what you are, Walt. That's what you are. <laughs> you are a selfish prick. Yep. <laughs> no, but I think that's it. She just, uh, I don't know, uh, she's getting some flack about something. Maybe she, she didn't, like, rock up to one game. And everyone's like, oh, what's she doing? And then she, like, went on a bit of a Twitter rant, like, well, you know, we're not actually doing that well. He literally never sees his kids. At what point is he ever going to stop playing this violent, violent game? Like, shit like that. I was like, hmm, interesting. Um, and somehow made it into a one-minute segment on this pod. Mate, you, you live any life for long enough, people get bored of it, it seems, and they just like to fuck things up. And I don't know, what, it, does people just go in there and say, fuck my life, and just, oh, I'm bored now? I'm a multi-million dollar supermodel with a fucking, yeah. one of the best sportsmen ever as my husband with multiple beautiful children and probably fucking multiple houses? Yeah, nah, I'm bored. Fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> that's, that's, let's, get it, let's get the Twitter fingers out and yeah. it up. So, yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting, you know, just as like a, yeah, I get the family side of it, um, but like, He's doing his job. He's not the best ever to do it. Um, I don't know. He's, he's not going to play forever um, because that's just the nature of the beast. But, you know, surely you just try to get whatever you can out of, out of your legs while, you, while you're there. 
Definitely. Speaking not, of that, have you guys been following? This is a bit off center for the, for the pod, but have you guys been following this Ned Brockman? Yeah, I'm talking about getting everything out. No, where is he? Uh, where's he up to in the uh, Australian oh, okay. landscape? Oh, so you still you still know what he's doing? This bloke mm. is running a hundred k's a day for forty days straight. Crazy. Oh. Just if anyone's listening and hasn't heard about him, look him up. And mate, it gives me motivation to wake up in the morning at the moment. Fucking hell. He, it's crazy what he's doing. So shout out to the, shout out to Big Ned. That's two and a half marathons a day mm. for forty days. That's fact. Whew. How the fuck is that actually possible? I went for a three k run the other day and I fucking checked myself <laughs> into the hospital. <laughs> well, yeah, he's had to. He's actually, he's actually had to pull out a couple of days due to uh, injury, and he had to go get scans on his shin or ankle or something. And he said, "You know what, boys? I'm here. I'm." Inject me with fucking horse trank or whatever, something, something, something got done to him, and he's hit, and he's hit the road again after a couple of days off, and he's back into running 100 k's with a broken leg, basically. Yeah, that'll be that'll be uh, good long term, I reckon. Great choice. <laughs> oh, it's not broken, but I think well he's got some sort of injury. But yeah, no, it's pretty inspiring okay. stuff that one. Some sort of injury. Uh, it's all right. I'll still run 100 k's tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that just doesn't add up. That does not sound right. Oh, it actually is a pretty phenomenal human feat. So good on. What's his name? Ned Brockman. Yeah, Isn't that okay. the uh, news anchor in The Simpsons? No, I don't think so. Uh, Dan, Brock, like uh, Brockman is, I think, is a lot, the last name. Yeah, but it's not mm. Ned. It's something else. Mm, that's Flanders. Yes. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kent Brockman. Kent Brockman. Kent. Kent. Yes. Well done. Um, all right, well, this was meant to be a shorter pod. I've got no idea how long we're going for, but do we want to touch on the sham that was Patrick Cripps getting off that suspension through a legal um, mishap and therefore winning the Brownlow? He got five votes in those last two rounds that he shouldn't have been playing in. I mean, did we already cover him with a fucking when he got, when this all happened? I mean... I just The fact that now he's won the Brownlow, I think, and, the, you know, literally Gillan McLaughlin is still like, it was ridiculous that he got off, like, just by a... a a clerical error, essentially. Bizarre. Also, the last Brownlow they won was Chris Judd, the Blues, and that was the pressure point uh, debacle as well, where he should have been suspended for fucking jabbing his thumb into. Fuck, they look Brown's after. Head. They absolutely look after that lot for a bunch of blokes that finish like fifteenth every year. Fucking mm. hell. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I don't know what more I can say about Coops. I didn't watch the Brownlow. I'm sick of it. Um, three hours of red carpet for fucking, and then Not another three hours of fucking wanking each other off in a big room. Nah, and I'm over it. Um, I'm with you, mate. I haven't yeah. watched it for years and did not tune in this year because I enjoy my life. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'd rather watch the fucking royal funeral. Shout out to the Queen. Rest in peace. But um, <laughs> the, it actually it actually wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, <laughs> the Queen. Shout out to the Queen. <laughs> She's up there with Dave Mirror now. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a callback. She'd chuck a she'd chuck a backflip with Mira. Only but, yeah, um, only the real fans will get that. The day ones, <laughs> day ones know that day reference. Oh, that's great. But the the royal funeral, well, the Queen's funeral was actually good watching. Right? Go go watch go watch the highlights. Uh, it's 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 not. Oh, yeah. It's actually the pretty highlights. interesting. Yeah, I'm sure there's a highlight package out there somewhere. It, it went for like four hours. All right, I'll see if there's a KO mini on it later. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, I think uh, I think we'll end it there. Um, we've uh, got to get editing before uh, we get on the beers on Thursday. Looking forward to uh, well, I was looking forward to seeing you all, but uh, looks like we have to have a conversation about a uh, about a bit of a flaky ESP member. But all good. Uh, thanks, boys. Good to see you again, and uh, we'll see you next week uh, to run down the AFL Grand Final. See ya, Cardas. <laughs> <laughs>